Hi, y'all. This is Kristen Chenoweth. Hi, I'm Gloria Stefan. This is Sarah Bareilles. Hi, I'm Patty Lapone. This is Lynn Manuel Miranda. You're listening to the Broadway Podcast Network. Hello, and welcome to Musicals with Cheese. I'm Jess, and I am joined as always by Andrew. Hello, all you wonderful people. Today's musical that we're talking about is actually an internet musical, which is something that has grown in popularity over the last 10 years, created by the people from Star Kid, which originated in the University of Michigan. Yay, Michigan. And what is that musical, Andrew? Oh, about uh, three months ago, we decided to watch Twisted, and now we're finally doing it. It's it, it was all Jess's fault, so if you want to blame anyone, it was not me. I was constantly pushing, trying to get this out. Jess was just, he was slow on it. Yeah. Either way. This is, uh, this is the first one where I've actually seen it already before we decided to do the episode. Yes. This so is I've the... seen this three times now. I think I've seen it roughly between six and ten times. It is a long show. It is like three hours. Six and ten times. Holy fuck. Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's a good thing that just throw on in the background. I suppose. Yeah, uh, like, you don't always have to pay attention to it, but when you do pick up on it, it's like, ah, that's that's nice, I get to watch this. Yeah, I should chop your ear off for saying something like that. Uh, because you don't like my face? Uh, ah! Um, the show was performed July 4th, 2013 at the Greenhouse Theater Center in Chicago. Um, it was written by A.J. Holmes with a book by Matt Lang, Nick Lang, and Eric Con Gale who are all member of the production team Starkid. Um, the cast involves the Starkid regulars of Dylan Saunders, um, Rachel Soglin, um, Jeff Blim, uh, Meredith Stipen, Joe Walker, Nick Gage, Jim P- Pavolo, Jamie Lynn Beatty, Lauren Lopez, Denise Donovan, Robert Mannion, and Alex Paul. All, all the usuals. Um, oh, it's a, yeah, a that big, was a, it's a big show. <laughs> It is, but like considering all the characters that you have and that that's the whole list of the cast. Yeah, I suppose so. They have a lot of people playing multiple parts. Yeah, it reminds me a lot of the Monty Python way of doing it. Men and women, gender is kind of subjective in this world. Kind of like a Monty Python kind of show anyways. It is. Um, It's a little more structured. I think this is easily their best show. Um... Um, I think it's the one where they finally hit their stride. Um, a lot of people love their Harry Potter stuff, um, but I feel like the fandom behind that has ma- made me appreciate it less, as well as it's just technical failings. I think this is where the humor, the technical, and the acting all came together in the best form. Either way, Twisted is a parody of Disney films, specifically Aladdin, but doing the villain reversal that you see is from Wicked, and that's why it's called Twisted, um, where it tells Jafar's point of view of the story as opposed to Aladdin's. Yeah. <laughs> you want me to respond to that? Um, um, yeah. I I think it's great, and it ruined Aladdin for me. <laughs> I, I can't watch Aladdin anymore. Um, it kind of changes the way you view it a bit, but not particularly in a negative way. Um, you just kind of wish, now I find myself when I'm watching Aladdin, I just kind of wish I was watching Twisted instead, if that makes sense. 
Can we can we talk about Aladdin for a little bit? Let's talk about Aladdin. Um, yeah, Aladdin was um, a mid '90s Disney film, um, <laughs> um, and the last um, lyrical work of Howard Ashman. That's all I got to say about Aladdin. What do you have to say? Well, let's uh, let's just talk about like I used to like Aladdin. Mm-hmm. I thought it was pretty fun, but I can't watch it anymore because of this fucking musical. <laughs> Um, I have not tried to watch it since then, since I've seen this, because Aladdin was never my favorite Disney film. I'm not a fan of most Disney films, sadly enough. Um, uh, I'm not, like, a huge fan or anything, and Aladdin was definitely not my favorite. But, like, I used to like it, and then I can't watch it now. It's, it's like, now I just see uh, Aladdin as, as a douchebag. <laughs> just like, oh, shit, you're right. <laughs> <laughs> Um, yeah, um, I think that the references they make in this are very interesting, and it is fun to imagine, like, the twisted world going on at the same time as the Aladdin film, even though it doesn't quite make sense, but it's... I'm surprised you haven't tried to watch Aladdin, because it's fun to watch it and see all the stuff that they're referencing, because, like, the chase scene, they actually mention things that happened in Aladdin, specifically, like, the bed of nails and falling in the uh, manure... Well, that, and, like, the, that stuff yeah. I just remember from childhood, like, that's... Really? You re- you remembered all that stuff? Yeah. I, I, I remember the fire eaters and all this and, like, all that, um, because that was the only fun thing for a kid in the first half of Aladdin. <laughs> and, like, after that scene, it gets boring until, like, Robin Williams jumps in. <laughs> and then the movie, the whole movie is just Robin Williams stand-up. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, where's the lie? But at least it's fun for a kid. <laughs> it's true though <laughs> um aladdin um i didn't have any connection with it but i think i have a deeper appreciation for it now that i've seen twisted in all honesty but i would rather watch twisted on any given day uh cheese rating of aladdin um i don't give those <laughs> <laughs> okay okay i'll give one uh you know swiss fuck it i don't know at this point, I'm just giving out. I'm making stuff up with the cheese. I, I can't. <laughs> there's no there's no logic. You could have used goat cheese or something like that. Oh, that would have been good. This is one of those few things that me and Andrew actively enjoy and is very well available to you right now if you probably just click the suggestions. So maybe you should probably watch it. We both recommend it highly before you keep on watching us. Yeah, um... I mean, we're probably going to get into spoilers at some point, and uh, I think it's just better if you just watch it, because it is really good. And you could just watch it on YouTube. You don't have to buy tickets or anything like that. And there's, like, some, like, joke twists, which I think, unlike actual plot twists, are actually ruined when you know the punchline. And I wouldn't want to accidentally, like, reveal those to you. Yeah, so I would say at this point, um, it, it's already recommended by both of us yeah but so just let's not keep on pretending that the people who watch my stupid show haven't already watched this it's true if you're watching this you probably have already seen this you probably came to this looking for a twisted and then you're like oh i clicked the wrong thing you shit you're a dumb fuck finally make a difference and all the grateful citizens will say to me what do you think of the opening number dream a little 
it's a I was surprised that they didn't like parody like the opening to Aladdin with like Arabian Nights more, but they kind of yeah, just parody it's, Beauty and the Beast it's more Beauty like the it Beast. With... They even have Belle in the song. <laughs> mm-hmm. um... And it sets a tone perfectly, like that like the first like words outside of a character that isn't our main is fuck you. Fuck you, Jafar. <laughs> Um, and the best part is, like, Dylan Saunders, who plays, um, Jafar, takes it in stride in a way that's so comedically yeah, it's like he's just sad. so used to it that he doesn't even, like, he's not even shocked. <laughs> he still has a, he has the smile on his face as everyone's, like, saying. He just wants his book. <laughs> <laughs> he just wants to read R- Wicked. Um, yeah, and the... The ensemble does a great job, and I can imagine like them having to change costumes and like play these things. Um, like every one of the people in the ensemble at the beginning comes back as another character, and you almost don't even notice. Yeah, it's, it. There's like several different sets of characters in the one song, all played by the same people. Uh, it's a very funny <laughs> song. I don't know. Uh, it does. It sort of sets the tone, in a way. It sets a tone, and it sets a location, and it sets up that it's not just Aladdin that they're tackling. Yeah. They definitely could have done the Aladdin opening, and it probably would have been really good, but I think it works. I think it works, too. Um, It sets up the character and an actual story, which I appreciate, too. The fact that they didn't... They made their own story. Like, they made it important to actually have a story and not just a bunch of jokes. So the story is one of the better parts of the... Uh, That's what makes it stand out no, I think. from the rest of their stuff. Yeah, it's not It's not literally just like a, a comedy act. Like, haha, Disney movies are stupid, right? It has a surprising amount of sentimentality to it. Like, it tricks you. Like, they lure you in with the comedy, but then they gut punch you with the drama. Did you know in this barbaric country They only give you money if you work Thanks, but no thanks, the man. I'll keep stealing all I can instead of being a fascist yuppie jerk. The next song is I Steal Everything, performed by Aladdin. It's, it's, I mean, they basically took it right from the original movie, I mean. Yeah, I, I'd only steal what I can't afford, which is everything. <laughs> It's literally he says that in the movie. Um, and Jeff Blim really sells this song. Like, um, he has the comedic timing where he's still like a very likable asshole. Like, we're not even like totally against him yet. <laughs> Despite him being he was like a lovable douchebag, like a David Spade or something. In this song, yeah, yeah later in the He gets worse. <laughs> But like at first you're like, oh, that's kind of funny. <laughs> but he's he's kind of playing the actual Aladdin in a way, uh, for like the first part of it. I mean, he's basically singing the the same message as what's in the actual <laughs> movie. Like I steal everything. I knock up women, then run away. <laughs> I mean, it's not in the Disney movie, but we can assume. You probably probably did. And they take direct lines like getting in trouble a little early. You're not only in trouble if you get caught. <laughs> Busted. 
Uh, I, this is probably one of the better like comedic songs in this. I I say. I, I just love the uh, the ending line gets me every time. The uh, he'll steal his, your heart. I want to live on the moon and eat it in a pie and keep it as a pet and wear it like a gemstone in my hair. And someday soon. Speaking of stealing your heart, then we get to um, our lead ingenue's character, um, the princess, who is just known as Princess. Um, and she has this song called Everything and More. Um, it's okay. I mean, I get what they're doing there. It's a, it's a parody of every Disney princesses. Like they already are royalty and they have so much money and shit. And they're just like, well, they're making fun of the vagueness of it. Like, and how they say, like, I just want more. And then she gets into the specifics of the more she wants. She wants to live on the moon. She wants to eat the moon while living on it. And like, it's funny, but it's like, it's kind of uh, bland. It, it didn't hit me as much, you know, Definitely it wasn't skip. as funny. Just skip that part. It's, it's very long. Like if it was a little shorter, I think I'd be a little more kind to it. Yeah. But this is like nitpicky. No, this part of the it's terrible. Actually, skip it. Just saying. I'm I'm joking. It's a joke, guys. Come on, don't skip it. Oh yeah, don't skip it. Don't skip any of this. They, a lot of people worked hard on this, but we're allowed to critique it, I guess. For life's a two-way street. Keep that in mind. And you'll be kind to everyone you meet. Follow the golden rule. Follow the golden rule. It isn't hard to do. It's very easy. Always treat others like secrets and vows, and they'll do the same for you. Follow the golden rule. They'll do it for you. Follow the golden rule. They'll do it for you. Follow the golden rule. They'll do it for you. It leads into Jafar's um, "I Am" song, which is "Follow the Golden Rule." Mm, he's he's literally Jesus. He is. This is a Christ figure story. Jafar is Jesus. I mean, it kind of is, actually. I mean, I, I was, like, baffled for a second when you said it, and now I'm like, ah, oh, all right, I, I see where you I get mean, it. The golden rule, and then, I mean, spoilers, but he basically sacrifices himself at the end. Just, I'm throwing it out there. This is this is a Christ. He's, he's, he's Jesus. Cram God's spell right up your ass. We got twisted for our Jesus metaphors. Bringing it out. Come on. But it is immediately subverted when we have, um, the old vizier's, um, version of golden rule, which is follow the gold, comma, and rule. Very clever. I like the wordplay. Yeah. It works very well. And I love Joe Walker's, like, really intense delivery of it and inspires him to say I want to know your story I want to know your past I want to know your future too fill my days and nights with the tale of you I want to know your story Then Jafar and Sherazad, he meets this lady named Sherazad. Um, and they sing a song called A Thousand and One Nights, and they fall in love and immediately get married. However, after the song ends, um, he is taken to the Sultan, 
and he immediately demands Sherazad as his wife, and they are separated. Uh, so a thousand and one nights is actually probably my my second favorite song in the whole thing. It's really it really is an effective really love like song. It. it really is. Unironically, it is very emotionally resonant. And it comes up a lot, like it is a recurring leitmotif within the show. And I, I really like that song. I think that's probably one of the best in it. Yeah, it's very effective. And I think that both uh, Meredith Steepen and Dylan Saunders have very good chemistry, <laughs> surprisingly. I think if uh, if this little like subplot wasn't in the show, it would be a lot worse. It would be a lot weaker. It would be a series of jokes, but if you don't have that emotional core to it, like you're kind of missing out. Yeah, it would just be jokes and jokes, and it's like, haha, Aladdin. Remember that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the fact that we have that, and it makes the jokes, um, you appreciate them a bit more, but the emotional resonance helps a lot in keeping you watching. Absolutely. Which is why I think Jafar's follow-up, if I believed, where we're back in the present and he's just like, I want to find this so I can get my wife back. He wants to save the kingdom. And it's like, he's not selfish. He wants to save the kingdom. He wants to get the lamp and get the djinn and help him out. Yeah, he doesn't even mention bringing his wife back in that song. You're putting, no, you're you're right. putting things bad. into... He's, he's Jesus. He's not selfish. He's got a beard, just like Jesus. Just a little twisty. <laughs> a little twisted. Um, but meanwhile, while Jafar was having his flashback, Aladdin meets up with the princess, and he tells his sad, sad backstory. The joke is the title. Yeah, really, that one kind of goes on a little long for me. There's basically one joke, and the joke is right away, pretty much. And they just tell the joke over and over. It's it's funny. It's funny that he's, like, like, playing it up like it's actually tragic or something. And the princess is, like, falling for it. But, you know. Yeah, I yeah. Let's move on from that. That's one of the weaker songs. I agree. I mean, the joke's funny at first, but like on repeat watches, I don't think I sit through it very much. Um, then we got the act one closer, the quadrillette, um, the happy ending, one day more style, um, between Jafar, the princess Aladdin, and the ensemble, where they all describe how they want their happy ending. Jafar wants to save the kingdom, the princess 
um, wants Aladdin, and Aladdin wants to be a rich dude. Because stealing is so much easier when you already got tons of gold. He wants to be a rich dude, and he wants to fuck the princess. Yes. Because, you know what? He can't get her out of his head until he gets the (laughs) nut out. (laughs) He will get his nut out. His eternal (laughs) nut out. That's such a great line. And Dylan Sanders, like, face during it. Your eternal nut out. Like he's saying something, like, really poignant, but... Seriously, go watch this. This whole video's just gonna be us laughing at the joke. <laughs> Act 2 starts with a subplot um, that we didn't even bring up, and that involves Prince Ahmed of the... The kingdom of Pixar. Um, the princess set her, her tiger on him, and everyone considers him a tiger fucker, and that's why he sings a song no one remembers. I really appreciate the song No One Remembers Ahmed, um, especially, like, his relationship with his, like, servants and, like, his people. Like, the easy joke would be, like, oh, they're laughing at him because they think he fucked a tiger. But no, they are very respectful of him, but they also think that he fucked a tiger. And they're like, if you want to fuck a tiger, we'll get you that tiger to fuck. I don't, they respect him more because he did that, as I'm pretty sure is yes. the point of the song. Like, Which is why it, it's hilarious. <laughs> like, the easy, they didn't go for the easy joke, they went for the more, like, the not obvious joke. Yeah, the obvious joke would be like, ha ha. You- ah, you stupid, you fucked a tiger. <laughs> but here it's like, no, you are amazing because you fucked a tiger, and we will make sure you can fuck a tiger again. We'll get you your tiger. <laughs> and they call him tiger fucker, but not as like a angry term, but like, yes, this is our tiger fucker, our king. <laughs> And that is so much funnier. I don't know why or how, but here and now, I'm tempted to take off my clothes with you. I wanna take off my clothes with you. I feel free as a bird, with no cage and no owner. Look, that priest has a boner. No, I think that's just his knees. Take off. Moving on to Aladdin and the Princess's song, he takes her on a magic carpet ride. And it's called Take Off Your Clothes. As a reference to um, a subliminal message, allegedly, that Christian Moms heard um, in the Aladdin VHS tape where he's like, good tiger, but they heard good teenagers take off their clothes. What? Did you not know that? I didn't know that. 
I know they referenced the people say that you could see sex in the stars. Yeah, or sex in the stars. Um, that priest has a boner. Like all the Disney subliminal messages, but one of the big ones was Aladdin allegedly saying, take off your clothes, like in the Aladdin VHS tape. Yeah, even though I'm pretty certain most of those subliminal messages are not really. There's only one, and that was in The Rescuers, where there is legit a naked woman back there. Well, there's also uh, uh, Roger Rabbit, too, right? But they they edited that yeah, out. That, I mean, they that was never in it. Then they added it in as a joke to like one Blu-ray, and it got out. And yeah, <laughs> and then they took yeah. it out again. Subliminal messages aren't real. No, no, even if they were, it's not gonna trick you into like fucking anything that you're not supposed to. I don't know. It it almost worked. Yeah, she almost took off her clothes. Um, what do you think of this song? Yeah. Of the song? Oh. Uh, it's funny, and there's a lot of references in it, but... I eh. actually like it a lot. I think mostly because I really? lost my shit the first watch when the stars, like, said, fuck each other. <laughs> like, that... Uh, yeah. Uh, that, yeah. Like, when something does, like, something to the 10th degree that I don't even, like, know, like expect, I, I laugh really hard, I appreciate it more. I think it. I don't listen to it when it comes on on my iPhone or anything, but like I, I will watch all of it when it's like playing and enjoy it. It's it's good. yeah, it's really good. Um, it's not one of the worst I'll songs. Never be a hero. All the citizens adore. But if I hide to save my life, what has my life been for? What has my life been for? The road ahead may twist, but I will never swerve. But it is followed by one of my favorite songs, possibly, and it's probably my top 100 favorite musical songs, and it's called Twisted, and it's the title song where Jafar is left in the position where he, if he does something the wrong, if he does a thing, it'll make him look bad, but will save everyone, but if he doesn't, it'll hurt everyone. And he's like, man, people are going to call me a bad person for this, like, it's going to look really bad. Yes. Let's be real. When all the when all the other Disney villains and then show up. okay, that's that's the whole yep. point. All the other Disney <laughs> villains tell their twisted story where they were really the good guy, basically. Oh, contraire! <laughs> um, Scar wanted to end segregation. Um, <laughs> Gaston just loved <laughs> Belle for her personality. Um. Um, Ursula was kicked out of her kingdom because Triton hated um, women. Um, Captain Hook just wanted to teach the boy responsibility. You know, honestly, the, the Captain Hook one, I think, is, is probably the most accurate. <laughs> <laughs> 
penultimate song the power in me between the princess and jafar so jafar has to take the place of the genie to grant everyone what they need to be granted and this is their goodbye song and this is where the jafar realizes oh yeah the sultan doesn't have a penis so you're my daughter i'm not sure how he didn't realize that earlier uh, maybe you just don't remember he has an inverted penis is your penis an any or an out well, mine too. <laughs> uh, okay. What do you think of this song? It's it's all right. It's okay. It it does the job. It's sentimental, but in a good way. Yeah, we we missed like a bunch of it though, because there's really no songs that explain the whole ending. <laughs> eh, let's not spoil everything. Can we at least talk about the whole Green Goblin thing going on? <laughs> yeah. Um so in this th- final section of the show we find out that Aladdin um killed his parents. <laughs> he turns into the green goblin from Spider-Man. <laughs> I, I really can't think yeah. of any other way to put that. I mean, that's literally what's happening, I think. Um Jekyll and Hyde type stuff. He, he reminds me way too much of of what's his name, that actor though. Yeah, Willem Dafoe. Like he does the face. He does look like a young Dafoe. I don't know. He's actually a better dead ringer for fucking young Han Solo than Alden Eidenrich. Oh no, we're not going to talk about Star Wars, are we? No. Okay, I'm let's bring sorry. up Star Wars. It's by... They did do a Star Wars musical. It wasn't very good. <laughs> oh, just like the Star Wars Christmas special. Just nothing... No, that one's oh, great. Oops. Just likes that one. That one's amazing. B. Arthur. Mm. B. Arthur. I can't wait. <laughs> I wasn't down before, but now that I hear B. Arthur's there, count, count me, me in. in. This is almost as good as the uh, Star Wars Elf crossover. What? What? <laughs> no. That was a thing? I'm just, I'm just making okay. stuff up at this point. All right. Um, yeah, that was a cool scene. Either way, the show ends with a reprise of the best song in the show for Andrew, A Thousand and One Nights, where Sherazad and Jafar are reunited. It's a good ending. It's very The song is very short, though. Um, yeah, um, everything's wrapped up in a really emotional way. Like, there's not everyone gets what they want, but not exactly. But well, it's it was a challenging ending, like for like a comedic little YouTube movie. I don't movie. think Aladdin gets what he wants. What are you talking about? He sells stuff. <laughs> he sells stuff. <laughs> he doesn't have to steal. He sells. People probably steal from him now. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, how would you recommend it? in the line of all of the other musicals that we reviewed. We're on episode five, but I think it would be nice to keep a track of what Andrew likes most. So if you had to rate the musicals we've reviewed so far in a list format, what would be your top um, five? Because we're on number five. We aren't going to do this every time. We'll just do it every five. Okay, okay. Um, a Sweeney Todd's on the top. 
That's number one. Then, then this one. Okay. Then assassins. Um. Then the Rocky Horror, and then Rent at the Bottom. Wow, you, you he he liked Rent less than the Rocky Horror Time Warp show. No, Rent was miserable. <laughs> Pretty good friends. Alrighty, and I don't think I can disagree with that. Hopefully we'll do some more good stuff in the future. Yeah, this is probably going to be a shorter one, but I mean, how many times can we say go watch this fucking thing? Yeah, this thing is great. Um, please, take take the time. I know it looks long, and I know it's a YouTube video, but I assure you it is quality. Can, um, we, it's can we link up- it? <laughs> yeah, we can. Um, it is up there with, like, Dr. Horrible in, like, its quality. Yeah, so I mean... Sorry the episode is a little short, but I mean, fucking just watch the damn thing. I agree. Um, <laughs> Andrew, what is your cheese rating for Twisted? Ooh, it's it's high quality, so I'm going to give it like, my, my personal favorite cheese is a standard American cheese. This is a standard American show. <laughs> From Chicago. <laughs> It originated in Michigan. Um, the everyone there went to U of M. This is a American show through and through. Mm-hmm. Um, let us know if you want us to do more Star Kid shows. Um, I have yet to watch Firebringer, but I hear it's good. Um, I've seen all the rest of them, and I think Andrew might get a kick out of some of them too, except for Annie. Annie, I, I didn't care for Annie. Well, they they did their own version of Annie. Yeah, it's about Anakin. Oh God! And the guy who's playing Anakin um um does a Patrick Warburton impression throughout it. What? Yeah, it has some funny moments, but overall, it was pretty disappointing. I'm assuming this is about Anakin Skywalker. Am I? Am I wrong here? Am I completely off? Um, it's about Darth Vader, but they call him Annie. Like, okay, so it's about the later years. It's it's its own weird thing. It's like, um, Annie, are you okay? Yeah, kind of. Are you okay? Maybe I should watch this again. I'm I'm looking at like the list of cast. And I'm like, right. I like I I forgot that like Grand Moff Tarkin was played by um, Achmed. All right. Well, if we ever, if we ever have to review Annie, uh, we'll do that instead. Okay. Um, so hopefully, um, we'll see you sometime soon and please watch Twisted. Yes, absolutely do that. All right. Until next time, I'm Jess. And I'm Andrew. And this was Musicals with Cheese. Love you. Goodbye, friends. Hey, it's Leslie Odom Jr. here on the Broadway Podcast Network to tell you about the RISE Theatre Directory, a program of maestro music. RISE is a national online resource designed to connect and empower backstage and administrative and creative theatre professionals from underrepresented backgrounds. If you work or aspire to work in the theater community, this can help you find your next project. And if you hire theater professionals, search the Rise Theater directory to find your next team. Create your profile now 
and get more information by visiting risetheater.org. That's theater with an R-E-R-I-S-E-T-H-E-A-T-R-E dot org because only together we rise.